Aussie Tech Heads is brought to you by startnewcompany.com.au. Register your company fast, easy, and direct with ASIC. All documentation is provided and held in your account for downloading at any time. If you're an accountant or other professional, you're also able to brand all documents with your company name. Coming soon, ABN, TFN, and Trusts. Special discount for ATH listeners. At the cart, use ATH20 for a $20 discount. And athwebhosting.com.au. Servers operate on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and easy install of WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal. Welcome to episode 671 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 19th of March, 2020. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my co-host, Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How goes it? Ah, oh, I'm surviving. How about you? A bit like that, isn't it? You know how I was all excited uh, last week that like I could actually sit in my computer room and not like pour buckets of sweat from yeah. under fan? Yeah, well, that didn't happen this week. It's uh, 29 degrees in here at the moment. Yeesh. I got I had to put the fan on just to try and get some air circulating in the bedroom because oh, it's, it's a bit hot and stuffy here. Ridiculous. I wish I'd figure out what it's doing. Yeah. So I made uh, thought I'd get ahead of the times on Monday and ordered all my groceries <laughs> To be delivered from Woolworth since Coles doesn't deliver in this tiny little town, of course. And um, yesterday they cancelled the order and refunded all the money. Thanks, guys. Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> if people they said no more ordering online, and I thought, you know, if people had to order online, you can limit how many of each item they can order, right? Even by the day. Yeah, now, one of the problems I think they're having at the moment that like. Coles, for instance, you can have one packet of toilet roll a day. So the same 100 people turn up at 7 a.m. every morning and buy one packet each every single day of the week. So it's always going to be gone. But if you know that Fred Johnson came in yesterday and the day before ordering online, you could say, well, no, you've already got like two packets of 20 rolls each. You don't really need any more. So you could deny them and control the stock, right? Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, but then you wouldn't make money. Well, they're not doing it anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, it's Costco... Fred, Fred Johnson is going to have 200 packets of it, but everybody else would still buy it. It's yeah, not like they're right. not going to sell it. Yeah, they just don't put that much thought into it. Costco had a one box per card holder toilet paper yep. thing, and they did it with a few other things. It didn't work. You go through the checkout, and there's people with four or five you know, bags, four or five packs in their trolley, and you're like, but it's even worse because you've got, you've given their membership card. So, you know, you know that there's one, that there might be five people with that trolley, but there's only one membership card. Yeah. That means there's only one person who technically can buy it because under Costco's terms and conditions, only the person with the membership card is the one who can shop. Yeah. The other people are entitled to visit. So it's irrelevant what they want. So it doesn't matter that you've got five people with you. You've only got one card. You could limit it by flybys <laughs> at the checkout. Say, dude, flyby said you bought four packets this week. You can't do it because they could. They already track your purchase habits with that. Woolworths gift card, same thing. All of these places got the tracking on purchases. Why can't they limit them as well? They just don't want to. Yeah, they got right. guard, guard, security guards yeah. out the front of Coles. Yeah, they're coping that way, but you know there are other 
technology is a thing these days, people. There's not somebody there with little cash register with the typewriter buttons that you put in three pounds and 25 pence and you don't know that they were yeah, here yesterday, is, even though well, you know, you would because back, back then there was only 25 people in the town anyway, so yeah, it wasn't really an issue. <laughs> You know, like... Um, That's bloody ridiculous, mate. The, uh, there's several ways to do it. Driver's license or, you know, there's, there's heaps of ways of doing it. Yep. So um, instead they just said, no online orders. So what does this mean? I end up going to have to be one of these idiots who line up at 7am out the front of Coles with my trolley and then barge in with everyone trying to get the things as they're on the shelf because you turn up at 10 o'clock, there's not going to be anything much there. You it, turn up at lunchtime because you... You can only get out during the day at lunchtime and there's 500 people there all buying the one packet of yogurt or whatever. And the same in the afternoons after work is going to be the same thing again. So yeah. you just have instead you'd see all these people, they're like, oh, look at all these people lined up at Costco. There's 100 here in the morning. They're not all panic buyers. They're people who just Need want stuff. stuff. Yeah. And if you're not there at 7 a.m., you're not going to get it. Well, so you have to, to be do. there. And it... We needed toilet paper and paper towel and cleaning products, I bought some you know? from Amazon. I had to pay $36 for two packets of toilet rolls from, I don't know, Singapore or somewhere it's coming from because it was going to arrive in mid-April. <laughs> Another $36 for shipping to arrive by the start of April. Then mm. I had to get some guy up in Queensland to ship me a packet through a courier tomorrow. <laughs> don't know anyone who lives in Queensland, do you? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, luckily living in a smaller town, we we're surrounded by. I'm a tiny by, town. No, but I'm, I'm surrounded by little, literally like one street towns, so oh. I can go ten minutes in any direction, and there'll be a little mum and pa Grant General store somewhere that's got the roll of toilet paper since 1942, the same one that's been sitting on the shelf, you know. So it's it's not that bad. They must yeah. have lots of preservatives <laughs> to last that long, right? But I know back then it was just like just like tree bark. Um, yeah, but, it still is. But, um, but yeah, the I mean, I legitimately had to get a Costco because we needed toilet paper, we needed mixed veggies, we needed a few things. Yep. And I got there when they opened and I had to make a beeline straight for the toilet paper because everyone else was. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the amount of people you saw, like there was, you know, one sixty-year-old lady. With about four forty-seven thousand items in a trolley, you know, you you, know, you can't tell me that you're shopping for the week, love. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just, just she's not got the pension, that. right? What's she gonna pay for it with? <laughs> so, it's she funny. one of these secret gamblers that make a million dollars a year tax free or something? It's funny because the um, the um, what was it shop? One of the shops. I think it was in India or Pakistan or something. People were sending, well, his family members in Australia were sending him products to sell in his shop. Yeah. And he's like, stop it. He said, I don't have any more room in my warehouse. Stop sending <laughs> me stuff. He's like, go and crook it. Go and crook it. His only family for sending him stuff. Dropship places are making <laughs> a mint at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, have you noticed on eBay, though? Try and find anything. Like, there, there's just nothing on eBay, of, like anything. Like just norm, like normal eBay things you would buy on eBay aren't even there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Amazon has stopped anything from going to the warehouse except for essentials and medical supplies, which they don't it. have any of anyway. Yeah. But the one thing, like if you're um, in self in self isolation or or you're in you're in quarantine, um, 
Woolies and they will deliver to that. Like they've got a, a special thing I saw the other yep, day saying that if, if you're in that, they will do contactless delivery. Um, I mean, we're even offering contactless, contact, wow, contactless delivery at work at the moment. Um, Just say no touching. Or contactless fitting even. So like people who, and I've already had one customer who what they were in self-quarantine so they just come back from overseas um and they had to order a battery for their for their mower and yeah they just paid for it over the phone and i went and dropped it off and dropped it off in a pre-arranged place and took a photo of it shot on the photo said it's there ready for you to pick up you know so you know what that's actually a thing that's happening i'm contact i'm contactless <laughs> as well that's why i wear glasses <laughs> your english your english is as good as mine by the sounds of it <laughs> May not speak well, <laughs> but have you not seen, speak good. Have you seen the um, the ration kits that were in World War, like nineteen forty eight, World War two? Freeze dried beans or something. There was um, uh, two ounces of bacon and ham per person per fortnight. Half ounce a week of cheese. Seven ounces of butter um, a week. Uh, two ounces of cooking fat per week, uh, one pound worth of meat per week, eight ounces of sugar, um, two ounces of tea per week, oh, sorry, 20 ounces of tea per week, um, chocolates and sweets, uh, four ounces a week, eggs, generally one uh, per ration book when available, milk, three pints per week, and preserves, so like jam. Four ounces a week. Now, the younger people aren't going to have a clue what that means in terms of um, actual, you know, actual, oh, it's one of these. How problems. many McDonald's a day is there? <laughs> yeah, the average, yeah, the average person's not really going to know what that means in, in reality. I'm just quickly trying to find, I can't find the one that was on Facebook that I've seen a million times today. Thank you, Facebook, <laughs> for not showing me the same picture twice. So I'll just um, quickly Google this and we'll just have a look here. So... This should give you. It's not a great, uh, not a great image, but it should give you a rough idea um, of of what that is. So basically, that's a week. that's a week's. Other than the meat, which is a per person ration, well, that's this is a week all up, and then the one of those pieces of meat per person per week. Right. So that bit of milk, that jam, that bit of butter. That bit of fat, those sweets, those four sweets, all that stuff there, and then yeah, one piece, one piece of meat per person per week. That Please. that's it. That's what that's what you're getting during World War Two. So it really puts it into perspective. <laughs> what I would like to know how many people have got these giant walk-in freezers to store all the meat that they've purchased. I do. I got. You got a walk-in freezer at home? Not a walk-in, but I got two hundred liter chest freezer. So you're the one. But ours is already full. That's what everyone's like. Don't go and ra- don't go and panic by rations. I'm like, um, our freezer's full. Already <laughs> it, It's always full. You know, <laughs> we've always got about a month's worth of meat. We got a pretty. We can pretty much survive for other than fresh fruit and veg, obviously, which don't last that long. But um, we can generally go for about a month if we had to. And probably well, if we had to, it could probably even go a bit longer. Honestly, if if you see. <laughs> Uh, blue Hyundai coming up the driveway. <laughs> I've run out of food. <laughs> yeah, don't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I got a granny flat down the back if you want to come stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only only civilized place left in Australia. It's starting to feel like that sometimes. This this small that's one thing I love about living in the smaller towns. Um within three or four blocks of here, other than the fact we've got a butcher and a grocer separately from the IGA in town. Um, within three or four blocks, there's a guy who does honey. There's a there's a lady who does um, cooking like cooking chickens, uh, eggs, um, three or four different fruits and veg. There's another guy around the corner who does like banana and apples. There's a, a lady around the corner who does like zucchini and capsicum. So within five minute walk, you you can get a feed anyway. <laughs> People are <laughs> buying up all the chickens this week. Yeah. Because they can't get the eggs they want. Then they have to get the feed <laughs> for all the chickens. And then when the crisis is over, you've got a lot of chickens. We've got plenty of food. to do something with. Are you going to get the same price back that you paid for them originally <laughs> if there's no. going to be suddenly a glut of chickens on the market that everyone's trying to sell? You can't get your toilet paper refund, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have toilet paper clucking in the backyard Although, all day and night what, and have to keep feeding them for the rest of your life. What's really funny is fuel just about everywhere else has gone up. It was a dollar nine two days ago, pretty much everywhere. And then yesterday and today, pretty much everywhere I noticed it's gone up to a dollar thirty five, dollar forty in most places. Except for our local servo, it actually went down to a dollar two. I'm like, you bastard, I filled up yesterday for a dollar nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? For a dollar two, I'm going to go and grab the 44 the gallon drum I've got down the back and go and take it and fill it up. <laughs> <clears throat> you should be like those ones in America that are just buying those plastic tubs from the shops and taking the lid off, filling it up with fuel, and then think, loading no, that that's into too the hard. back of their truck, the car, into the boot. To drive home, how much of that's going to be left inside the containers when they get home? How much of the container is going to be left? And they got video of this lady who's gone down there with shopping bags from Coles and filling them up with petrol and then loading Coles bags into the back of the car. <coughs> yeah. You found it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's going to do well. Because those biodegradable bags are, are, are going to last a long time. <laughs> once once when I was moving house, I had a fish tank and I thought I'll leave a couple of inches of water in the bottom and there's quite a tall tank yeah. and I'll just drive to the new house with them. Yep. I got down the road, round the corner, I had to stop because it was just sloshing everywhere and the fish were about to fall out. It's amazing how much mess... I've done the same thing with fish because we've had fish as well. I've done exactly the same thing. It's amazing how much mess two inches of water in the bottom of a fish tank can make. Yeah, it's just... They just you just slow down. <laughs> Even driving the most gently I've done in my whole life, it slushes up the sides and slushes back here and it's got so much momentum. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely... I was going to the exact same as you. I'm like, oh, I'll just chuck that in. That'd be fine. It'll be, oh, I had a little yeah, bit of no. check. Your internet connection is unstable just in case you needed more problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just add it to so, the list. Dollar <laughs> thirty-seven around town everywhere. Petrol. Dollar thirty-seven, yeah, and that's where our survey down the road is dollar two. <laughs> Fifty cents, people. You're gouging us. <laughs> so rip off. <coughs> <coughs> rip off. 
yeah, speaking of um No, I think I think you're gone. You you you've gone. You've gone. Well, as soon as you've gone, I will replace you with Glenn. Um Glenn has done a video. Um so we shall play that and while we're doing that maybe Warlock can go and restart his router or something and hopefully reappear magically. Um so I will show you this video that Glenn sent in. So it was recorded on his phone because in typical Glenn, um, he couldn't figure out how to use a computer. Uh, so let's just uh, let's just play this, and um, hopefully it works because I haven't actually tried this video yet. <laughs> so we can do. Uh, uh, great! It's not it it's not happy with things. Hang on, hang on. I I can do this sort of stuff. I'm I'm. Skilled enough to make this happen. All right, let's try Thanks, this guys. Well, as you can see, I'm bunking down at home, and it is the ghost. Yes, the Glen. I am still alive. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks to Jason Will for keeping the show on the road while I've been uh, while I've been out. I don't know. I'm sure they've explained it to you. Actually, I've heard they have. But I've been, uh, you know, I had some water issues with that downpour in uh, late January, and I've forced me out of the office, and I'm now up into the the, the sort of the main area of the house. The kids' lounge room. Uh, so that's why you can see this couple of TVs over there. That's their little Xbox things. But it's yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Um, you know, it's it's been hard. Look, I did try and do a proper recording, you know, on the computer, but as it would, as luck would have it, I just cannot, could not get the audio working on Wirecast. Uh, audio worked and recorded everywhere else on Teams, on Skype. Um, it played the Spotify. Everything was working. Uh, the the webcam audio was working. But why, oh why, oh why, <laughs> would it not work on Wirecast? I don't know. I spent about twenty minutes. And I thought, you know, that's enough. Uh, I've got other things to do. But yes. But I, I am still alive, so thanks for sticking with the show uh, and while I've been away, and I hope to be back soon. The update on the tiles and the water-restricted, water-infected areas of the house is that uh, had the carpet lady come out yesterday. I think there's a, a, a laundry cabinet dude coming out next week to measure up some cabinetry, and then I think I'm going to get a builder in uh, the week after or something to start measuring up the rooms for the tiling and so forth. Uh, there wasn't too much damage, just some of the tiles, they got a bit drummy, you know, after the water got to them, the laundry got hit the, uh, pretty bad, uh, but thankfully it had a drain in there, so it sort of drained away, and the office got smacked the most, and so I've just been out of there for a little while. But uh, yeah, look, all things are it's coming together. I had to get a drain put in sort of under the house. We've got a, like a split level house. And that means that there's a bit of a, an expanse or an area under the, say, where I am now, you know, where you throw all your junk and stuff. And the water was coming from, say, from the roadside. And it was because as it was coming downhill uh, underneath the house, it's all cemented. So it's not dirt. And the water must have just been just so, so much in the dirt, just it couldn't take any more. And just through all the little cracks in the cement and all the little cracks around the pylons that hold the house up, yeah, the water was just, you know, not rushing or gushing, but just sort of seeping out there. And, um, it, the, you know, the more it seeped and there, and then it just made a lot, bit of a mess, ran downhill and ran through the rooms downstairs. Plus, in the middle of all that, uh, I slipped over and, and sprained both my ankles. So it's, it's uh, hadn't didn't walk for a couple of weeks, but it's getting better. Still a bit uh, limpy and wobbly, but uh, it's all getting very much uh, improved. So thank you very much. Now, uh, 
look, I, I thought I'd cup jump in and do a couple of stories to try and get back into the swing of things. So I hope I haven't uh, stolen Jason Will's thundery with a couple of these stories because, you know, uh, coming in like this pre-recording, I'm, I'm cherry-picking the hell out of these stories because, um, you know, this coronavirus, it's, uh, it's starting to take hold pretty bad. Well, not, not take hold as, as in such the, the virus, but the uh, restrictions uh, on movement and the restrictions on and what we do is starting to take hold for sure. That's it's, it's, it's pretty much, uh, not that I remember, but it's like wartime, isn't it? Like a, this is like a little video from the, from the bunker or something. But um, look, I've got a couple of stories prepared. So uh, look, obviously there's a few corona stories. So let's jump into them. Uh, we've got uh, last week I saw Apple at Rabina closed its doors and Apple worldwide except uh, for uh, outside, all except outside of China. Does that make sense? All Apple stores apart from China. <laughs> that might make better sense. All apart from China are now closed until uh, March 27th due to the coronavirus. Uh, Tim Cook said all its hourly workers will continue to receive their normal pay. So uh, as you would expect, I think, with Apple, they're uh, probably the world's richest company. So that's good to see that the, the, uh, those guys are getting their pay. Apple has more than 500 stores worldwide with half in the US. Um, the company is also encouraging employees to work remotely uh, if their job allows and those work and those whose work requires them to be on site should follow guidance to maximise interpersonal space. So I'm not sure what work that would be if they're on site because they're supposed to be closed. Maybe they do some uh, outreach or something. Who knows? But look, it, it's um, I sort of queried that to start with, you know, the closure. Uh, just thinking, you know, tossing up in my brain, well, like, geez, if they're going to close now, like when, when I thought it was relatively early in the piece, especially in Australia, is that when do they reopen? You know, like, so they close for two weeks and you would expect if you follow um, proceedings and events from the rest of the world, like poor old Italy, uh, things are going to get worse. That this, this virus is going to spread. So you know, if they close for two weeks, when do they reopen? And that's what I've been struggling with with the schools as well. Like I, I had the uh, kids pulled out of school earlier this week. They've gone back today. Um, uh, I don't know, is that a good or bad decision? I don't know. But I think, I know there's a few schools closing around us on the Gold Coast that are mainly private schools and independent pri- private schools. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough decision. Uh, I know that uh, all, all things being equal, that they, they say that the kids can't contract it. Uh, but whether or not they, you know, they can bring it home and, and give it to an adult or whatever. Um, but like my mum and dad, they've been isolated now for a week. Uh, not because they've got anything. It's just, <laughs> I think that's their normal life, to be honest. But uh, they, they decided to close the front door. And my brother took some milk around and it was like, now leave it at the front door and go away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he had to leave it at the front door and uh, yeah, go away. So yeah, thanks for that. Now, uh, just to help us all stay at home, I guess, and I uh, hope we're all adhering to the you know the, the social distance guidelines and and all that sort of stuff. Because I think uh, truly, it's the only way it seems that we're going to beat this if we can just all hunker down for a couple of weeks and let this virus run its course around the place uh, without too much destruction. Well, hopefully, it'll just peter out, but. It doesn't look like it, does it? That's pretty serious stuff. But anyway, to help us all work remotely, Microsoft and Google have uh, come to the party with free Microsoft Teams and Google Hangouts. Uh, the On March the 3rd, Google announced that it was rolling out free access to advanced Hangout Meet video conferencing capabilities until 1st of July. 
uh, to all G Suite and G Suite for Education customers. So that includes the capability for larger meetings up to 250 participants per call. So live streaming of up to 100,000 viewers uh, and the ability to record on Google Drive. So that's, that's, that's good. Google is making it easier for people to work remotely with video conferencing. Uh, fa- uh, I don't know, I've got, a, I've got a weird word in here. Falcon, said, fa- said the Falcon. Who's that? Mario. Uh, so I must, have, I must have missed who the Falcon was in that story. But anyway, someone called the Falcon said that all the features that become with the enterprise edition of Google Hangouts Meet are now available to every uh, G Suite user. Microsoft, meanwhile... Uh, which includes Teams uh, for no cost to those who pay for Office Suite, is offering business and educational institutions not currently listed for Teams a free Office 365 E1 offer for six months. So what's more, as of March 10, Microsoft rolled out updates to the free version of Teams that lifts the restriction on user limits. So look, if you're looking to get into video conferencing, there's another two options. I know uh, you could have a look at Zoom. Uh, I'm sure most of them are probably coming up with certain plans because even like, I was thinking like our school, they, they were saying that they want to get onto the, you know, some, maybe some home learning for the kids that aren't going, uh, aren't attending the school. And I thought, yeah, that's going to be a good idea. But I thought, but imagine if like every teacher, every classroom was streaming their class. Like that's a massive amount of uh, bandwidth just for the school to punch out. Like, I oh, know, even though it goes up to the Teams server or the Zoom server and then it gets distributed like that, it's still a massive amount just for that school to upload all at one go. You know, like, I don't know how many classes there were at one time, so there's 100. Would there be? I don't know, whatever. But that's still a ma- uh, massive amount of data. Now, look, you might have had just a little glitch there. It wasn't an edit. Technology issues in this show, fair dinkum. My phone ran out of space. So I had to start deleting some stuff just to get through. I couldn't do it on the computer, and now I'm struggling on the phone, so I better hurry up. Um, but as I say, yeah, massive amount of data for the schools. And uh, But in saying that, you know, uh, looks like the MBN, uh, they're sort of coming to the party a bit as well. MBN co-brand, oh, hang on, that's another story. Hang on, now even this thing has gone crazy. Uh, MBN co offers up to 40% bandwidth boost to internet providers. So not that we'll see any major uh, speed increases here at, the, at our end, at the user end, but the, the, the boost will be at the provider end. So so I guess, like you know, I suppose we could we could see some degradation in service. You know, if there's a lot of people on at the same time in our area, and you know, and we got slowed, and then you know they had access to extra bandwidth, then yeah, sure we would see we would see an improvement. But MBN Co will ease any temporary burden on internet providers in the next few months caused by an anticipated upswell in people working from home uh, by waiving charges up to forty percent for extra bandwidth. They should be damn well doing it for the whole lot as far as I'm concerned there should not be any charges any extra charges it should be 100% um, just use whatever you like because uh, you know this, this is uh, this is tough times and people need their internet if you're going to stay at home you've got to make sure that people can get the uh, Netflix and the internet and, and whatnot. Uh, from Monday retail service providers will be able to access the extra bandwidth on a as required basis uh, so yeah so that's, that's good now so while we're doing all that and uh, we've got the MBN co-brands. This is a bit off track now. This is something, something that came up. It's still with MBN. But, you know, they've widened their, defini- their definition of up to a gigabit uh, service, uh, which to mean is now the definition of up to a gigabit now means uh, between 500 and 900 megabits per second on the downlink. It will also rebrand 100 slash 20 megabits and the 25, 100 that doesn't even make sense. These damn newspapers. Uh, but, but anyway, they're changing their things around. Uh, so, 
Yeah, so home fast will be 250 down, 25 up, and home super fast is up to a gigabit as home ultra fast. One of the challenges for MBN Co is that the prospective users in the hybrid fiber coaxial HFC portion of the network, which is me, are likely to struggle to achieve near gigabit speeds. Well, that's no good. But anyway, let's go. If they can keep the, the speed that it is now, 100 down, 40 up, which I come close, I get to probably oh, 97 down and 37 up, so it's pretty good. I don't have any problems with that. That's pretty good. Uh, one of the, blah, 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 the, that led MBN to trial two possible flavors of gigabit. Yes, yeah, so it just goes on a bit like that. But yeah, look, um, yeah, so it looks like everyone, you know, got to try and get in and do their best. Uh, and even with the, you know, like you, you heard the Prime Minister uh, yesterday, I think it was, or through the week, if it depends on when you're listening to this show, uh, you know, talk about, you know, panic buying and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, like, fair dinkum, like, just just buy what you need. Uh, and that's what we've done. Like, we've got, I guess, if um, if uh, the, the worst happens, we've probably, you know, we've got, probably got about a week or so. That's what's what you normally buy. Like, and if we all do that, well, then, you know, there's going to be no rush on supermarkets and all this sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I've heard of people, you know, taking money out of the bank, buying gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh preppers oh god love them but uh you know you gotta um you know we're all in this together so we just got to try and, and and run it all out uh but yeah the strange thing was i have to sort of pass a comment on this toilet paper rush like what is going on there like fair income why are you into a fight over toilet paper why, <laughs> why not just use a hose if you run out fair income go out the backyard use the hose like geez like it's very strange i don't know maybe it's a bit different for girls i don't know but anyway for for boys just get out the backyard get the hose on and and bob's your auntie all right well uh look I've, I've taken up most of your time or a lot of the time here out of jason will's time especially so i just wanted to just i've yeah sit down come in and say uh record something say i'm still alive still got uh, water issues are under control they're all starting to be repaired and all that now i'll be back in the office soon uh and uh, and hopefully back into uh doing some regular uh, podcasting. So we'll see how we all go. I've got to set up this whole computer system and microphones and everything again. Uh, that's that's a nightmare in itself, especially when I've, for whatever reason, like Ycast won't even work with a webcam. Like, oh, days. But anyway, uh, I hope you're all doing well. Stay safe. Stay away from everyone else. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon. Okay, back to you, Will and Jace. Good work, boys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Yeah, Glenn, thanks, buddy. Uh, I've only been at you for like a month to get that sorted. <laughs> so, you know, no rush there. But uh, so that's basically what's going on there. It's um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you're at the, the reliance of other companies to, uh, you know, hurry up and make things happen, especially when dealing insurance companies and stuff. So I'm not sure if uh, Jason's got his things fixed yet or not i know i can hear him but i don't think you can hear me yet so what i will do is i will move into a story and, and then uh if that doesn't work um we shall pause and continue but since we're live streaming i'm trying to avoid pausing but sometimes it happens so uh speaking of first about the nvm before there's been a couple of other announcements by other companies um about what they're going to do to, to help out and one of them, um, one of my providers I know I use, and I'm pretty sure Jason uses, and a couple other people I know use. Yep. Um, no, there we go, he's alive. Is um, uh, Aussie Broadband. So what, what they've basically come out and said is that 
Um, they've because they they already don't operate near their peak anyway. They're not expecting any issues with slowdown and and bottlenecking and stuff like that anyway. Um, but they have more resources if that's the case. Uh, so um, you know they're they're, they're sh- not basically not expecting any problems. Um, but because many of us look like we'll be soon working from home, they put these measures into place. They're providing unmetered home internet data. So not that they, some of their plans are metered, some are unmetered anyway, but in this particular case, yeah, whether you're on NBN or ADSL, they're, they're rolling everything out to an unmetered plan. They're um, stopping all service suspensions. Um, so basically, uh, if effectively, if something happens and you can't pay your bill, they're not going to chase you just yet. Um, they call it the financial hardship service normally and then they've got this on top of that as well and then they're um, <laughs> any of the few remaining customers on the 12-1 speed plans which I, I can't imagine there'd be too many but uh, if they end up having to work from home and need more speed they'll upgrade them for free to the next plan level um, and the good thing is because they are an Aussie based company and their call centres are actually real Aussies who work from home normally, it's not really going to affect their, their call center issues. Um, and if you do have any problems, which let's face it is very, very rare with your Aussie broadband anyway, um, then you can give them a call and they might be a little bit overwhelmed, but realistically they're, they're still going to get back to you. I know that um, a lot of other network uh, providers have uh, put messages out saying that their call centers are Basically, they closed pretty much all their call centers because they're they're somewhere where they've shut where the towns have gone into isolation. So, a lot of other companies don't have call centers at the moment, which I thought was interesting. So. Yeah, I remember somebody was saying their ISP. They tried ringing up. Um, they messaged me yesterday and said they're not taking calls. Hmm. And that's uh, it. That's an Australian ISP. Yeah, that's <laughs> Telstra's call center is just not there to answer the calls. Oh, so. uh, Telstra. Um, I was trying to get onto them yesterday, I think, and my wait time was, I think the computer came back and said my wait time was 126 hours or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. 127 that, hours, like, like no, that movie. That's fine, I don't. I you don't. have to cut your arm off. <laughs> yeah. And so, no, I'm not, not really that desperate to uh, <laughs> to talk to somebody. Talk to Thanks Telstra. <laughs> so, um, but speaking of Telstra, Telstra have also released something similar although not half as impressive. Um, they're basically saying people who are on limited connections will be uh, put onto a no data plan. Uh, so they get no data? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> That's it. You're not getting... If, you, if you're paying for data, you're not getting any more. <laughs> that'll, that'll ease the... <laughs> Congestion yeah. on the network if That's nobody right. can get any data. Um, They've solved it. Congratulations. We don't need that gigabit internet or anything. Giving their customers more data for mobiles. Pro- postpaid customers, both handheld and mobile broadband, will receive an extra 25 gig on their plan per month. Um, Telstra prepaids who recharge on $40 or more will get an extra 10 gig of data. Uh, pensioners. Uh, will also be able to pensioners will also be able to make the unlimited local pack. <laughs> you don't get it, but you get to make it for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be will receive the unlimited local pack, which is the unlimited local and national and one three hundred number calls. Yep. Um, 
with data traffic increasing, we're encouraging customers to make use of the self-service tools available on the website, which <laughs> doesn't work. Um, so yeah, so they're they're kind of half-assed attempting to um, for the largest provider in Australia. You think that you know come up with something better than that, but that's what you're getting. That's all you can. That's all, folks. That's it. What else you got? In the absence of official game developers conference, the Steam Game Festival is returning for a spring edition starting today to help shine a spotlight on small creators. The festival, which first took place alongside the Game Awards in December, now features more than 40 indie games you can preview with free-to-play demos via Steam, a big jump from the initial 12 offered a few months ago. Jeff Cayley, the Game Awards executive producer and host, first announced the event yesterday on Twitter saying it was to it was put together to help feature games from indie developers who lost the opportunity to demo their titles at the now-cancelled GDC, which was to take place this week in San Francisco. The Steam Game Festival will run from March 18th to the 23rd. The collection features games from a number of the more well-known indie demo day events, many of which participate every year at GDC. This includes Indie Mega Booth and The Mix, as well as smaller events like Day of the Devs and Wings Fund. Mm. It's always good when indie stuff gets promoted. You can never Yeah. Know. And we should also add that um what's that website called? GOG? Good old games. They've got like forty games free at the moment for people who are stuck at home as well. They always have uh, a selection of free games, but yeah, they've they've bumped it up. Um they've bumped it up. It's uh, trying to think where it is, where are we? Got their website here. Yeah, I like. I'm actually quite a fan of their website. I buy a lot of stuff. Um, I buy a lot of stuff. Well, I don't buy. I get a lot of stuff off it. As I said, they quite often have packs like this one here, the Spring Sale Classic, where it's Diablo, Heroes, War, World of Warcraft, One, Two, Fallout, Prince of Persia, Unreal Tournament. You Pretty know, good games. Yeah, and they're only a couple of bucks each. You know, it's it's very hard to. Uh, very hard to resist buying games from here i tell you <laughs> so, that's where will's weekly income goes well not so much now because i i just spend 10 bucks a month on the humble or not even well, eight bucks a month i think on the humble bundle yep and um, that gets you, a heap of stuff. you get like 12 games a month you need to stream them yeah. son yeah i need time to do that but yeah if you want to find a lot of the old games that aren't a lot of them are on steam now but a lot of them aren't um this is a really good place to get them. You know, things like Sam and Max Hit the Road and Full Throttle. Oh, and... can I, can I, can I? Yeah, yeah, they're all Sam like and it. Max, that was, I love that game so much. It's hilarious. Know, it's the funniest thing I've ever played in my life, I think. Yeah, it was a really good game. I liked it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on here. I think this is where I got it from. Um, so, some, oh, yeah, I'm in the wrong thing in the wrong section but stuff comes and goes as well on on here it's like any other site you know sometimes they'll have stuff on sale sometimes they won't but um yeah it, it's cool like i just great they can at least get the newsletter so you can see when they're featuring stuff yeah exactly and they have sales and they will i'll have free you know they'll go oh, this month we're gonna have you know a sale uh, we'll have a sale on rpgs and we'll put 10 simulation games for free you know like um they do all sorts of stuff like that so it's really cool but it's not only old. I mean, they're, I guess they are all uh, older games, but they're not necessarily old games. There's some relatively modern stuff on here, like The Witcher and 
um, you know, stuff like that that aren't really that old. They're only, you know, they're only a couple of year old. So it's not only really ancient old games that's on here. Um, yeah. See from The Witcher 3, which I think is only... It was Game of the Year. When did it come out? It was 2016, yeah. So it's only a couple of year old. GOG.com slash partner slash stay underscore at underscore home. Stay at home and play some games from our catalogue. Aklabeth, our Alders Blood Prologue, Beneath a Steel Sky. Be I like that. I used to love that on Amiga. Biomenace, Builders of Egypt, Kane, Doom's Dark Revenge, Echelon Book One, Flight of the Amazon Queen, Gwent, Witcher Card Game, Hello Neighbor Alpha Version, Jilla's Jungle, Complete Trilogy, Lingered Keepers, The Lords of Midnight. That's a game from the ages. Lure of the yeah. Temptress, Overload, Postal, Sangfroid, Shadow Warrior, Star Gunner, Sunrider, Shadow Warrior, Tin Agent, <laughs> Treasure Island game, Treasure Adventure game, Tyrion 2000, Ultimate 4, Ultima Worlds of Adventure 2, Worlds of Ultima. PC Simulation Builder, Jill of the Jungle, Craft the World, Crucible. They're all free. Yeah. Jill of the Jungle was, it was so bad. <laughs> it was exactly like George of the Jungle, but worse. Uh, <laughs> it really, it was really bad. Like George, George, George of the Jungle, friend to you and me. It's just oh, uh, watch out for that tree. Watch out for that. Oh, it actually reminded me of something somewhat resembled Pitfall. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cool. But yeah, um, that's that's it. You know, I know Steam. Steam often has free games as well on sale. Well, not really on sale if they're free. But anyway, um, and as I said, you know, Humble Bundle's a really good way for six or eight bucks a month. You, you, you can, I'm on a recurring plan, so I think I put in eight bucks a month and I pretty much assures me like a dozen games. Yep. But you, sometimes it's, you, you, as long as you pay the average or more, you get a heap of games. Like if, even if you pay like a dollar a month, you're you guaranteed like two games or three games or something. But if you pay more than the average, you get more games. Yep. So. And check out the Intellivision Amico. They got a new trailer out with a bunch of games on it. Um, there's updated Planet Patrol, which got 3D with scrolling and stuff across the screen and jumping over all these things. They got uh, missile command updated with you know all these missiles coming down everywhere and these turrets going off, flying and shooting around everywhere. It's really crazy, but they look like really good games. And also new games, not just the old ones remixed, but the remixes look really cool as well. Yeah, it's... Um... There's limited VIP edition pre-order available March 31. But what's funny is that it... The, yeah, the handset... The, I'm still, I still don't get over the handset of this console, eh? It's, but some of these games I remember playing in their 8-bit format you know and so weird yeah. seeing them playing them now and, and looking at this is like oh, i remember oh that was so cool that was rc racer used to play all the time shuck shuck <laughs> yeah do 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 shuck 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 do 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 do, do. <laughs> you gotcha it's uh but yeah i i don't know i'm still i'm still freaked somewhat freaked out by the um the console the con actual console design on this thing Yes. Much better than the um, upcoming Atari that everyone's just like, really? I mean, they just, so far they've advertised, we've got the retro Atari gallery. You can play yeah. all your old games. 
I know. Okay. Yeah. Nothing but, new to I mean, announce. No. And I guess <laughs> play all the old is. ones, but you can also play that on your iPad, play it on your desktop, play it on every other platform we got it on. I mean, I guess everyone else has done that, so they might as well. <laughs> yeah. It's not the Atari you knew back in the day anyway. It's How about the uh, the PC Engine TurboGraph 16 Mini? Ah. Oh. Noise. Following the disappointing news that the Contravirus has halted shipment and production. The adorable Japanese white PC engine is now available from Pi Asia. I'm not sure how much stocks online retail has, so you better act fast. <laughs> it's um. You oh. got a mini console, didn't you? Yeah, I got the Nintendo. Um, it was. I mean, yeah, it was alright. I, I never but, had any of those consoles, <clears throat> so mine's all Commodore 64 VZ 200, which I'm in the middle of making a new game for. It's gonna be a platformer. We never had a proper platformer on there. The biggest problem with the uh, Nintendo console is, well, there's a couple of issues. Um, one is that the um, control cords only like two foot long. What? Like the original were like five meters or something. Like you could sit the other side of the lounge room and play it. Um, so in other words, you have to buy a five meter HDMI cable to go to the TV and, and sit the console on your lap. And the USB cable because it's USB powered. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. They didn't power it through the HDMI. They powered it through a separate USB. <sighs> um, so yeah, I'm kind of not real happy with the the Nintendo. Wake up a retro pie and off you go. You yeah, play exactly. the same stuff and well, you can do I whatever mean, for you the want. The price you're paying, you know, paying a hundred bucks for a mini console that yep. only has a limited selection of games, which I don't understand why there's a limited selection of games. You can't possibly tell me that they can't put enough memory in that thing to fit every game they've ever made. But you know. It, it's bad enough you're paying a hundred bucks for it. It's, I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong; it looks awesome sitting there, but it, it's not something you'll probably ever use again. But that's it's the a, thing. It's a great paperweight. It's the best paperweight you ever bought. You could you can build a full-on stand-up console that plays arcade games plus all the all the home games. You know, you can build one for five hundred bucks. So, really, for the sake of buying a couple of these consoles, you could make something that's far superior. And if you've got a Pi and a monitor. Hundred bucks and you've got everything you ever played. Yeah, ever. I mean, what's a pie now? Thirty bucks. Yeah, you know, cheap twenty dollar monitor. So fifty bucks, you know, you pretty much sorted. <laughs> but that's I mean, for five hundred, you can build a full, have the full experience. You know, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, it, 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 it's cool, but it it could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. It really could have it been. Should have thunk a bit better. Has it got like Linux emulator or something? No, it definitely looks like it's original ROM. Oh. Um, material. I don't know. I haven't read. I haven't read into it, but I pulled the cover off it. <laughs> there's <Yeah>. not much because <laughs> you had not, to. Yeah, pretty much. It's not. It's, it's not much more than a a memory chip and a chip on board. Like there's there's really nothing happening That's in it. there. There's no sound processing or and there's video processing obviously for the HDMI out. Yep. But I, it, there's, there's nothing in terms of processing power going on <laughs> in there. So, what else you got for us, son? Firefox. You know that all that, that that browser that we all know and know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm quite a fan of. I don't mind. I use it. I've got it on everything. I only use Firefox. Yeah, I, I use it quite a bit. Um, but one thing I did use, and I didn't realize how much I used it until I actually thought about it. Uh, Firefox is removing the FTP protocol. Um, they're doing it for security reasons, which you get because FTP is not secure, as we all know. 
Um, but they're removing support for FTP protocol from Firewalks. From f- Firewalks? Wow. Firewalks. <laughs> Firewalks. <laughs> that, that, that's a really angry Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> Um, going forward, users won't be able to download the files via FTP protocol and view the content of FTP links and folders inside Firefox's browser. Um, now, the one thing that I mainly used it for myself was internal um, linking to my Raspberry Pi and to my Nano Pi and stuff like that. I used to use it for that because you could bookmark certain directories and folders and you didn't have to spend five minutes getting there once you logged in. Um but I, I mean, I have Putty and I can do everything through Putty anyway. I just like the visual side of Firefox. And you I should be able to though. They would still keep SFTP, which is secure encrypted FTP, built into it, which would do the same thing. Yeah, but then you got to have the that set up on the unit that you're using. Yeah, I got it on my Minecraft server yes, in the lounge. I, I just to, enable the but application the way it goes. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I I only just figured out how to copy and paste stuff to make stuff work. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> hard hardcore geek from way back. I um, all all Linux and Unix stuff. So I'm got a bit of it. But if you need help, let me know. I'll help you set it up. I, don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. I enjoy the challenge of making stuff work, and I love doing it. I just don't have the time. And to... all the swearing and. <laughs> I don't have the time to put into the back end to make it do what you like the way you go about it is you would do it entirely different to the way i go about it i find a website where someone's done something close enough to what i want to do and then i just copy and paste it into mine until mine does what i want it to they're, do I just they're all on digital ocean have you seen <laughs> all the tutorials how do i do this in ubuntu no i don't digital even, ocean yeah no mine are all, all yeah they're all, I, I, I go to the ones that are text based so i can copy and paste the text i don't uh. have to do any typing at all <laughs> i just like brute force attack mine until it works <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you will do this. Got that one going. <laughs> so you know, but um, yeah, there's obviously there's options like Putty and stuff like that that, that are perfectly fine. I just, I just didn't realize how much I actually use the Firefox app because it's visual. Um, and yep. it just it, instead of typing your directories and blah, 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 you just click 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 and you get to where you want to go. Filezilla. So, yeah, exactly. Filezilla works perfectly fine. Um, which I mean is obviously made by mozilla anyway like it's not like it's a big deal so uh but yeah so just so if you are using it for ftp um you can't anymore (laughs) basically so yeah tubi now i'd like to say tubby because t-u-b-i but you'll find out why i would like to say it that is being not quite so nice tubi a leader in the fast-growing free ad-supported streaming category it's being purchased by Fox for about $440 million. It's paying for the acquisition using cash from the sale of a minority stake in Roku. Tubi brings Fox an expanded consumer offering with a sizable younger skewing and directly connected user base that spends over 160 million hours per month watching content on the service. Tubi is available on more than 25 digital platforms in the US with some 20,000 titles and 56,000 hours of film and episodic television programming from over 250 content partners. Never heard of it. Oh, oh I, Yeah, I was going to say I have only because of the Android app. Ah. Fox plans to continue to run Tubi as an independent service and Tubi. said it will evaluate opportunities sure to do. expand its offering. They're not original content, but in a more cost-effective manner 
by leveraging our expertise more co- in national. It's free. How much more cost of, cost effective for who? <laughs> more ads <laughs> and less content because if it's owned by Fox, they'll only be able to put their content on it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else will take theirs off. They're going to be like, no, Fox, no, you don't get that. Shubi founder and CEO Farhad Masoudi will continue to lead the service. Sure. Shubi will immediately expand our direct-to-consumer audience and capabilities and will provide our advertising partners with more opportunities to reach audiences at scale. Importantly, coupled with the combined power of Fox's existing networks, Chibi provides a substantial base from which we will drive long-term growth in the direct-to-consumer arena, said Fox CEO Lachlan Murdoch. Please disable your ad blocker before you can view this content. Another one bites the dust. That's why I want to call it Tubby. Yeah. Because it's going to be Fox and I don't care. The, um, I mean, I just use um, Let Me Watch This. Yep. Um, oh, no, movies.do, actually. It is now. Let Me Watch This got hacked. got... DDoSed out of existence. So, yeah. So now they use Cloudflare. So, movies.do. I don't think Cloudflare would appreciate what they were doing, actually. (laughs) There's plenty of those DDoS protection services. Somebody (laughs) will do it. You give them enough money, everybody will do anything. Yeah, pretty much. You know, that's why my job exists fighting spam because you're like, why do these virtual hosting companies keep selling servers to spammers? Well, they make money for it. So, why would you say, I want to stop getting thousands of dollars per month from this guy just because he's sending spam. No, please, here's more services. Spam all you like. I'll let you do it until they threaten to shut me down, then you can go away. Keeps me in a job. Yeah, well, this is um, this is the one that I do. So this is, uh, where are we? This is movies.do. This is the one I use. Um, it's a free account. You sign up, create a free account. And um, it's all good to go. And they got pretty much. Is there a new Cosmos? I heard rumors there's a new Cosmos. I saw it on there. It was Cosmos? Is it the? New... Where are you looking? It's on the left. Are there? Season two. That's season one. Well, I don't know. You click, ah, on, click heard, on here. I thought I heard somebody saying there might be season two coming yeah, out now. Well, look, uh, episodes season one. They haven't got a season two. They might not have it because it's probably going to be. Uh, commercial network that'll pay for the rights first no no it'll it'll get on here the day it's the day oh that yeah that one (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah no they've only got season one at the moment no they've only got season one through four but they've got the schedule for episodes for future episodes so oh yeah here we go season two possible worlds coming to national geographic before fox National Geographic. 13 episode mind blowing adventure when Cosmos Possible Worlds premieres March 9. So it's out. We should be able to get it soon then. Be whenever it, yeah, once it airs. Yep. Sweet. <clears throat> I can't wait for that. I like the first lot. I didn't think Seth was going to do any. I wonder if Seth's still involved. He must be, right? Him and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I imagine so. Yep. Sweet. Bring out more Orville. Yeah, I know, right? It's uh, November, October, or November this year. Is it? Yep. Uh... <laughs> they got, well, possibly later now because of this whole coronavirus thing, but they got, um, somebody got injured or something happened and yeah, it really put the show behind. Uh, so I hope it wasn't his cute wife. 
I don't know who it was, but yeah. But I like this because I watch, like, there's literally probably four shows on here I watch. And one is like MacGyver, which is on, I can't remember, say it's on Netflix. And then yep. the one is um, The Grand Tour, which is on Amazon. And then one is something else, which is like exclusive to Prime or something. So there's like literally four shows I watch. I would need to subscribe to four separate services to watch four shows. Just when we had everything <laughs> set that we'd only be paying one person for our stuff to get away from all the different cable packages, suddenly yeah. we're back to everything everywhere again and have to pay everybody lots of money. Have you seen the new Sonic movie yet? Do I? Should I? Yeah, it's actually really good. It, it's right. actually really good. I was quite surprised. I was expecting it to be like they did with Detective Pikachu. <laughs> but no, it's actually quite a good movie. I, was, I, I quite enjoyed it. And it's relatively correct to canon. So, oh, the uh, Orville has moved from Fox to Hulu. Yeah, to Hulu, yeah. Oh. That was part of their issues. Yeah. Which is weird because Fox had already commissioned season two. But anyway... <laughs> Thanks for paying for it. Now we're going to show it through the yeah, other guys. That's pretty much what happened. Fox, Fox, halfway through or three quarters of the way through season one, commissioned season two. Uh, yep. I haven't really read into it and I don't know why it happened, but next thing I know, I'm reading that it's moved to... And I'm like, hang on. <laughs> so, um, just a couple of scams to be wary of too. I, I don't have the information in front of me. Um... There's a scam going around at the moment with PayPal sending, well, it's not PayPal, but someone sending emails pretending to be PayPal saying due to the coronavirus, we're updating details, making sure everybody says who they are. Click links in email from anybody, anywhere, anytime. The problem with this one is it's actually very, very hard to tell that it's fake because the links are almost exactly correct links. Ah, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to bend them tomorrow. So, I'm taking tomorrow off work. Monday. <laughs> so that one's just something to be wary of. There's um, a phone one going around at the moment uh, saying they're revenue. There's apps in the Google Play Store, coronavirus map tracking apps, which have got malware and will take over your phone. So don't install any of them. Anymore. Oh, is there? I haven't seen that one yet. I know that there's a there's phone calls going around at the moment for uh, NS. Actually, they're doing it via SMS. Um, supposedly raising money for um, people in isolation for the coronavirus. They're supposed to help uh. them get raise money so they can afford to pay their bills and stuff. Um, and and you get those phone calls. Ni hao. Yeah. And then they speak in Chinese for ten minutes, and you hang up on them because. Scam. We well, can always tell because when you pick up the phone, you go hello, and then there's like a 35 second delay before you hear something back. And then the auto pro- yeah. auto <laughs> program system starts playing. Yeah. Well, I love you the owe ones- lots of money to China. I love the ones that you they ring you and they go, please hold uh, first available. And like, um, no, no. <laughs> That's not I, was how in, this works. I was in the reject <laughs> shop around Christmas time, just getting a few decorations, and my phone rang. I was, and because I've got the Samsung with the built-in software, it says, uh, "Warning, this is a, probably a scam." And so I put it on speakerphone for my daughter to hear, and they're like, "Hello, you've been selected from the Australian tax office, as have not paid your tax. You will be charged, and the police will be sent around to you soon." I'm like, "Yeah, right." Yeah. Yeah, 
No, they're, they're getting bad. But yeah, there's a obviously there's um there is actually a legitimate app though on uh, Android. Um, it's find my TP. <laughs> it finds the nearest store that's got toilet paper. <laughs> I saw on Twitter this lady said. My my elderly uh, mother came over to visit today to have a nice cup of tea and a chat. And after she'd left, I discovered all the toilet paper in the house was gone. <laughs> How dare she steal from her own children? Uh, yes, it's <sighs> it's getting a bit silly. Another but story. Um, yeah, go for it. Researchers have discovered another big database containing millions of European customer records left unsecured on Amazon Web Services for mm. anyone to find using a search engine. A total of 8 million records were involved, collected via marketplace and payment system APIs belonging to companies including Amazon, <laughs> eBay, Shopify, PayPal, and Stripe. Hmm. Discovered by Comparitech's noted breach hunter Bob Diachenko, the AWS instance containing the MongoDB database became visible on the 3rd of February, where it remained indexable by search engines for five days. Data in the records included names, shipping addresses, email addresses, phone numbers, items purchased, payments, order IDs, links to Stripe and Shopify invoices, and partially redacted credit cards. A total of 8 million records were involved collected via marketplace systems. The article calls it simply the latest example of how easy it is to leave sensitive data sitting on an unsecured state on cloud storage platforms. They cite two more high-profile databases that Comparitech found exposed on Elasticsearch just in 2020, a database containing 309 million Facebook user IDs, phone numbers and names, and a total of 250 million Microsoft customer support records dating back to 2005. It's becoming ridiculous now. It's not even. But I see that that wouldn't be like eBay and Amazon. It would be some form of third party. Yeah, yeah. it'd be some sort of third party company they've hired to do something. Um, whether it's a marketing department, whether it's whatever. So it wouldn't it wouldn't specifically be them. But that's something a lot of people don't think of. And it's actually one of the stories I was looking at here. It's saying you know with everyone working from home, security is now becoming paramount. And that's the thing, like you might share a computer at home with your kids or with a family member or friends or whatever and you just leave your stuff logged in and not even thinking about it, you know. like It's very easy to, to for security breaches to happen. It's no big stretch to think how it happens in corporations. It's exactly the same thing happens. Somebody hire, Well, it could even be as simple as somebody hires a server to put databases on it's all encrypted, so they pay for a third-party encryption. The encryption service expires and they've either forgotten about the database or they're not using it or it's not an active database, so they sort of haven't noticed. Yeah. Well, the, the Elastic servers mm-hmm. originally were set up as unsecure and you had to secure them. Yeah. I think these days Amazon have gone, for crying out loud, you people need to secure your crap. And so they start them off overly secured and you have to start opening one port yeah. after another to get your systems to work, which is probably annoying for the companies, but it saves people yelling at. I mean, I worked at a web host in Melbourne and this guy rings up and he goes, oh, my WordPress got hacked. And I have a look at it. I'm like, yeah, because it's like version three <laughs> and we're up to 4.5. So your system is your software is so old you need to keep updating it as they recommend because the old ones are hackable oh i thought i bought a secure service from you yes you did 
But, but then the you left the keys under the mat at the yeah. front door and somebody picked them up and came right in through there because you unsecured it, didn't you? Yeah. You can't say it like that exactly to a customer. But I did it very tactfully, and he's still like, you need to secure my stuff. It's all your fault. Rah, rah, rah. I'm like, no, no, it's not. We gave you a secure service. You unsecured it yourself. That's it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. But this is, you know, this is the thing I was saying. A lot of these times what happens to the companies, it's like, what was it last week when it was the, was it Russian government or something lost a laptop or whatever it is, you know. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's not always. Hard drives. Hard drives, that's right, yeah. But that's right. It's the Australian government that lost the laptop. They fell out. They <laughs> fell out of a safe somehow. Yeah, that's yeah. Fully locked. Dematerialized into the twilight zone. <laughs> but it's that sort of thing where it may not be necessarily the company. It might be the details from people who have used that company, but it may not be that company that's leaked the details. Oh, yeah. They they may come from a third party source. Um, you know, but. I, it, does anybody really care these days? I mean, your name and address and phone number and everything's over the internet 10,000 yeah. times anyway. Is it, Birth date, does it, does address, it matter? mother's maiden name. Yeah. You know, wh- Some people, credit cards. Yeah. Check out Twitter. People get a brand new credit <laughs> know, card with so their funny. dog's face printed on it. They take a photo of the credit card. Look at this. It's got Lassie's face. People are like, can you take a picture of the back? Oh, yeah, this is what it looks like too. That's really cool, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh, where's all my money gone? Amazon, somebody bought something at Amazon well, for $4,000. My credit card is overdrawn. Yeah. What? One of the guys I follow on YouTube, um, he's got a really good fan base. He um, released a video and he shoots most of his stuff in at least 1080p and some of it in 4K. And he released a video where there was a scene where he was hopping into his car and he chucked his wallet in the center console as he panned the camera around. And he clearly read the Amex numbers <laughs> on the front of his card, the expiry date, his name, yeah. all that stuff on the front of his wallet. And um, with Amex, you don't have a CCV. You don't need it. You just need the numbers on the front of the card. It's a black Amex. So, yeah. you know. No, nah, sorry, it was a gold Amex. So, you know, it's a $100,000 limit on a gold Amex. Anyway, within seconds of the video being up, the entire comment section was, dude, you need to pull this video down and re-edit it, like, literally. And within, you know, within seconds, there was as many it was as many comments as there was views. Yep. Uh, it was insane. And anyway, he did, but it took him, he must have uploaded it because he, he's a racer as well, so he would have uploaded a track and yep. then not paid any attention until he got back to his workshop. So it would have been a couple of hour round trip. Um, and... In that entire time, by the time he got back and then he actually removed, well, he just used YouTube and edited the video and edited that bit out and put a comment up saying, thanks everybody for your, for your support. And then he released another video the next day saying in that two or three hour window where his credit card details were available for everybody to see, not one fraudulent purchase was made with his card. Wow. <laughs> That's some honest people there. Yeah. So he's got a, re- he's got. Yeah, two million followers. <laughs> Nobody's got my details, but somehow yeah, no, got still got all the details my from my credit card before Christmas <laughs> and bought themselves a ding dong on the internet <laughs> from a dodgy adult site. Uh, we got yeah. time for a couple more. Uh, if you want, we've always got time. You know that. 
NFC is usually only used for quick text transfers like a tap and pay transaction at a register or a quick data transfer from an NFC sticker. A company called Waveshare is really pushing the limits of NFC though with a 7.5 inch e-ink display, kind of like a Kindle or something, that gets its data and its power from an NFC transfer. The $70 display doesn't have a battery and doesn't need a wired power connection. E-paper or e-ink displays have a unique property of not needing to power to maintain an image. Once a charge blasts across the display and correctly aligns pixels full of black and white balls, everything will stay where it is until the power turns off so the image will stick around. You might not have thought about it before, but in addition to data, NFC comes with a tiny wireless power transfer. This display is designed so the NFC provides just enough power to refresh the display during a data transfer and the e-ink display will hold onto the image afterward. NFC data transfers max out at a whopping 424 kilobits a second. Well, that's enough for an instant transfer of credit card data or URL. The 800 by 400 image the display needs will take several seconds. Waveshare says the display takes five seconds just to refresh, and that doesn't count the data transfer, which will vary depending on how complex your image is. The video shows a start to finish refresh that takes 10 seconds. If you want to use a phone, an Android app will convert your image into several different black and white styles and beam it to the display. Sadly, there's no iOS app yet. iOS apps don't have the ability to write to NFC devices for the longest time. Writing to NFC was added at the launch of iOS 13, which only happened a few months ago. Yeah, it's not that new of an idea. It's new, What they're doing with it's a little bit different. Um mm. But there's one I'll show you in a sec, which is a 4.2-inch passive one that's been in the Andri in the uh, Arduino community for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so this has been used a lot. Um, different different things, but predominantly it's used to use your phone to enter a secure site, and it brings up all the information on the screen, so the security guard can look at the screen and then look at your phone. And it can uh, be okay. used for off-site things like, um, you know, rural... Um, or non-powered areas where you haven't got to worry about power because it'll bring the data up. Yep. And this situation like this, exactly, they're using it for weather stations where the Arduino every five minutes uploads a new a new variant. This is the um, this is the four point two inch ver version of that. Yep. Um, they're not that expensive. These were only uh, I can't remember off the top of my head like thirty dollars or something like that. Um, and it's the same sort of principle. It it, it it's it's still um, wave share, like it's the yep. same thing. But um, that's a bit quicker in these because it's a smaller screen. It's only like a five or eight second sort of round trip. No. Um, but same sort of thing. You, you can use it for exactly you know for for lots of different things because it, it doesn't need power, but its ability to display, even though it is only a black and white image, it's actually quite a high quality image. So you can use it for displaying somebody's photograph in black and white or you can use it for um yeah weather apps you can use it for um um another one I've good seen for an for. id card for where you work you yeah scan a barcode on there another one i've seen that used for is um for counting um entrances so if you've yep. got a got a venue restricted to a certain number of people everybody just scans their phone in um sounds like what coles and woolies need yeah uh, well, I was going to say, I've seen something very similar on, I think it was in Sweden, but I, I'm not 100% sure. On their shopping trolleys, you can yeah. put tap 
put the app on, tap it to the, the screen, and it brings up your shopping list on the screen. Oh, nice. So I think it was something, I th- I'm, I'm assuming it was using the same sort of technology. So, yeah, being such low-powered devices, um, and as you say, their, their ability to maintain the display, um, you know, yeah, it's They only need power them. to change the image. Yeah, and NFC doesn't deliver a lot of power. It's only if it's only several milliamps, but it's enough. Um, you leave your phone on, it uploads, and then that does two things. It uploads the data, which really doesn't take much power, but it also charges a capacitor in the device. It doesn't have any batteries, but it has a small capacitor, yep. so that once the data's uploaded and it starts processing the image, your phone's delivering some of the current, and the capacitor's delivering the rest. Yep. So it's it's a very simple idea, very very good idea. Um, I actually have one, an ink one that I I use for. I've got it tapped into my Google Mini in the shed, running through an Arduino, and it updates the playlist on the ink screen. Ah, oh, um, nice. Eventually, I want to do Is a that big, Spotify or something. Just through yeah, whatever. I think it uses Spotify. Um, but it 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 does it using the. Because it uses the Android part of the interface where it basically uses a text-to-speech yep. sort of thing, or I guess it's text-to-text. It converts <laughs> it from from complicated text just to basic text. Yep. Um, but I want to use a bigger a bigger screen eventually. But it's just something I've seen. I've seen another guy um, use it for updating his subscriber count to his YouTube channel. Oh, right. It just sits there in the middle of nowhere, wherever it is. It's like in the middle of his paddock or something. <laughs> and it it literally like doesn't use any power and it's got this little tiny solar panel on top. And then every, you know, once an hour or whatever, it up just updates and just updates the number for the subscriber. <laughs> I think it's on his That's so the cows can see how he's doing uh, or what? I can't remember. I think it's Waylon. I think it's on the back of his uh, F-truck. In, in the No, um... <laughs> Wayland Weston, Weston, Wayland Weston, Weston, Wayland, I can't remember his name, something like that. Um, Wheaton! It's something like, yeah, I can't remember his name exactly, but it's like on his tractor or on his harvester or something, it's something really just, it's just, it's just him. Yeah. <laughs> like something so him, it's not even funny, you know. <laughs> so, but no, the ink stuff, um, there is actually a, a company that's developing a colour there's been bicolor or tricolor inks where they've had two or three layers um, of the ink that overlap each other. So you can have, let's see if I can find a, a, a picture of it. So you can have a couple of colors displaying at the same time, but it's not really, uh, it's not really true color per se, but it does have multiple, like two or three colors. Cause it just literally has like three, three displays put over the top of each other. Oh, okay. But there is a company that's actually working on a full color um, a full color one. Nice. Um, and nice well, it's a TFT. Not that it's a black and white would work fine for that anyway. Yeah. Um, oh no, that is an ink. There you go. Oh, that's the that's the twelve eighty by twenty five. That's the high res one, nine point seven. Um, but yeah, there's yeah a company that's working on a on a uh, a full color one so that you can do theoretically. Um, uh, Girl like promo- of the day pictures. He's doing like no, he's doing like a promotional business card where instead of every store having their own business cards, you walk into a store and you hold it over the the transmitter and it transmits that store's business card to it. Oh, okay. So that while you're in that store, it has the store's information and any specials they've got 
on this yep. little ink screen. <laughs> and then it stores that in the memory as well. So you can go, you can upload it to your phone or whatever later on, but it, it's in that display. You, you walk around the store and you're physically looking at their sales and stuff. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Any more from you? Uh, nothing overly exciting. There's, there's, oh, the one thing I did want to talk about quickly, um, I forgot to cover it last week. It was actually a story from last week that I, we just didn't get to. And technically, probably shouldn't this week either, but we're going to. It's Glenn's fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm blaming Glenn that we're running late. Why not? <clears throat> um, I was reading an article, and I, I believe it was uh, Sydney Morning Herald. It was one of the, one of the newspapers anyway. And they were saying that they're expecting a downturn in IP sales, IP, IT sales, equipment sales and, and servicing and stuff over the next few weeks as more and more people work from home. Uh, which to me seems the exact opposite of what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm of the opinion that the more people that are working from home, the more IT sales are going to prosper. More people are going to need a laptop. Yeah, or another screen, or another hard drive, or you know, the webcam. A so can Surface talk to Pro, huh? Well, no. Now really, who's but... talking? What? <laughs> what? Microsoft clean up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I don't know if you watch um, Adam Savage's tested um, their podcast called Still Unnamed. Yep. Um, which is hilarious because it was. Is the, it? <laughs> yeah, um, it was their alpha show that they just said oh we haven't named it yet it's still unnamed and it just stayed like that <laughs> and their entire podcast is just called still unnamed but um on their most recent one they've got three hosts they've got adam savage and a couple other guys and normally they're all in the same studio they come in the studio and they record the podcast even on their last one they all decided that they're going to do the social separation thing and they all stayed at home and recorded the podcast independently it's quite funny who and would do that what was really funny was two different locations yeah what was well three in their case what, <laughs> what was funny though was though they're sponsored by surface microsoft surface ah. and halfway through the podcast adam's like oh i just got my new macbook today it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> and one of the guys was like um shush <laughs> <laughs> don't say that <laughs> so but yeah no i just thought that was a you know this is supposed to be one of their high level tech one of the high level um financial advisors is saying that yeah there's going to be a downturn in the it sector uh, um that's that's the exact opposite of what's going to happen people are <laughs> going to need their broadband modems <laughs> yeah like i don't know what it sector. maybe maybe what he was meaning was the like the business it sector like the the industrial and the commercial equipment yeah but that's not what he said. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you see the image I shared on uh, Aussie TechEd's Facebook page? Someone on Twitter said, I know this time of self-isolation is hard and scary for people, but however bad you are feeling, please, please don't consider starting your own podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Straight men under the age of 35 are particularly vulnerable to this, and we all need to be vigilant of the dangers. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't sound like anything crazy I'd do. No, I know, right? <laughs> no, it's it's fine. Don't worry about but it. But even this podcast, I don't know. We're, we're over 35 now. You haven't got to worry about it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the ones that are under 35 that you got to watch. They're the vulnerable <laughs> ones. Because we're the vintage experts. That's it, yeah. We're, you know, we're 600 shows deep now. It doesn't matter. 
671. So, well, yeah, that's Aussie Tech at 671, but, I mean, all the other shows we've thrown in there as well. Yep. So. I've, I've done about another four or five other podcasts over yeah. the years. And some of those have gone into the hundreds of episodes. So. Tech Talk Radio, and that's gone. Mac Talk, that's gone. Obsidian Loft, that's gone. Obsidian Loft, Old Fart Geeks, <laughs> Old that's, Geeks gone. that's gone. It's the only one that stayed. It's a stayer. I've done Talkback Tech. I've done the Android, the Android show. I've done... <laughs> Daily Aussie Tech Heads. What? You said that. Da- Daily Aussie Tech Heads. Aussie Tech Roundup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's that's that that will be a show. So it doesn't that's count yet. Future will. It can't technically stop working if I haven't started it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just so everyone knows quickly, if there's anybody still listening, if not, that's fine. But whatever. I'm going to be doing another a, a quick five minute daily. T- it's literally Aussie Tech Roundup. It's the things you get from the Aussie Tech newspaper, the newspaper Twitter feed, uh, things like that. It's going to be a five minute show from end to end. Um, but I refuse to do it while every story contains the coronavirus. It's just not happening. I'm just going to wait. Um, it, it, yeah. I was all all geared up, ready to do it. I shot a pilot episode. I had it all figured out. I've got teleprompters working, so I've got it timed to perfection. Everything's everything's good. The virus killed you. Yeah. <laughs> now I just ain't doing it. It's just not happening. I'm, I'm just waiting. <laughs> and in other news, I'm taking tomorrow off work in lieu of my birthday on Saturday. No, that just means you're getting older. Yeah, it's not that important. You get one, dude. Hey, forty-nine, dude. Forty-nine. So it's not that important. You get one of them every year. Yeah, it's not like it's that big of a deal. I saved it. So I kept alive another rotation around the sun. Good (laughs) on me. I didn't die yet. Another, another. another, Thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Head Show podcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Email us, uh, Glenn or Will and Warlock at aussietechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com. 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand, and new shows are added every Friday. See you later. Bye. Bye.